Welcome to Texans Unfiltered. And here we go, here we go! A Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, excited to have uh, Rashad, the Footwork King, on on the podcast. Uh, I'll be putting up – I'm working on a Lonnie Johnson piece, um, and the Footwork King has been working a lot with Lonnie Johnson in the offseason. Obviously, he's done so much work in the past. Um, but, Rashad, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, for, for the people listening, you know, tell them where they can find you, and then let's let's get into a little bit about how you started and, and where, how you got to where you're at. Oh, thank you for having me, man. Sounds good. Um, I can find me. Uh, my Twitter handle uh, is uh, Footwork underscore King One, and and my uh, Instagram handle is uh, Footwork is Footwork underscore King. So awesome. that's where everybody finds me. <laughs> yeah, no, awesome. And I think you know, I post a lot of my work. I post a lot of my work up there. Yeah, and, and, and if anybody's looking to, uh, I think, wide receiver, cornerback, running back, um, if you're looking to see kind of how important footwork is to those positions specifically, um, I've also seen you do things with, like, Daryl Hunter and things like that, but um, this is really where you should come to see how important footwork really is, and uh, a lot of this will come to the piece that I'm working on with Lonnie Johnson. But before we get into that, you know, I, I, we were talking before we started recording about kind of how you started and going to U of H and you playing football. So I'd love for the listeners and the people that will be reading this article to hear kind of your beginning and uh, kind of where you started and what made you transition into this business and how you how it kind of took off. Because, I mean, you really are, when you look at what you've accomplished and who you work with, I mean, OBJ, Darius Slay, I mean, the names continue. Um you know, that's an accomplishment in itself. Yeah, sometimes I, I forget about it, man. It's just crazy. Sometimes I forget, like, all the guys I work with. I'll get calls from, oh, you know, from, uh, God, uh, any Richard Sherman. And it's just like, you know, it's not like I'm not even excited anymore because I work with someone. It's like I need to kind of, you know, hey, so Richard, okay, cool. Well, you know, it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's kind of surreal, though, man. Because, you know, cause these guys are Hall of Famers. But it's kind of, I, I feel every now and then I get taken by like, man, I work with like 10 top 100 pro guys, you know, so I just, but I, I don't, I just don't want to really think about it that way. I mean, I'm just really humble within myself, you know, not really with my work, but the way I train, but I'm just humble within myself. So it's not really, I take for granted that, man, these are what I, what I accomplished. Yeah, well, you know, it's crazy that you say that. It's crazy when you talk about humbling because, you know, um, we, we were talking a little bit off air about um, just like being an independent journalist and having to deal with the, the, the obstacles that come in that way. And, you know, I'll reach out to a lot of people just to try to talk to them. And a lot of, every single time my intentions are pure, but they don't take it that way because a lot of media and other journalists really take – uh, kind of put a blemish on people who really just care about the art and care about the, the, the game itself. And I'm one of those people, I truly love the game, I truly love the technique and the foundation and things of that nature, but because of that, it's really hard to get in with some people because they just assume that you're looking for clickbait, you're looking for things that are going to give you a name. Um, and when you talk about humbling, I mean, like yesterday when I, when I messaged you on Twitter, like your first response to me, and this was what kind of took me back and this is what told me a lot about you was, hey, how are you? A lot of times, even though it's small, it's a small sentence, right, a small question, people tend to, like, skip that aspect of a relationship or the beginning of one. 
and go past that, and they just they go straight to the business and what can I do, what can you do for me type of thing. And so I really appreciate you just taking time just to talk a little bit because I, I think it's I think it's awesome to hear what you do. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, I was raised my grandparents, man, so they they brought me up the right way. So always be respectful, you know, treat everybody the same way. You know, never think you're better than anybody. And uh, I, I've been living by that for all my life, man. Um, and uh, I, you know, I I don't I don't really judge people. <laughs> uh, but so, you know, I, I take everything like whoever reaches out to me. I think okay, you know, I'm just positive about. I just try to get a positive at, like outlook on everything that you know. If he's not trying to do this. He's not trying to do that. You know, just so I. Yeah, I just thank you for reaching out, man, and, and this raw opportunity. Man, I'm always willing to help and pay it forward, and and you know, just kind of. You know, uh, people are doing good things, and I'm like, you know, help them any way I can. No, that's dope. I really appreciate that. All right, so let, let's get to you. Let's talk a little bit about you. So you played football all growing up. You played football uh, in high school. Uh, you went to U of H. You graduated in 2006. Let's kind of talk about, like, that transition from high school to college athletically, and then let's talk about the transition from college to really just your name and what you're known for as the Footwork King. Yeah, so but, so I thought uh, my hip popped out of place, and you know, I had a hip fracture in high school, and then I had a dislocated shoulder ag- again in high school, and that all carried on through through college. So I, 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 I played less football than probably just just off injuries. And what I if I would have known what I know now, I I've, I know for a fact that I probably would have taken that just recovery wise, take care of my body. Just the way I did things, you know, I used to do things very, very, very aggressive. It's hard, you know, uh, when I cut or when I break, when I jump, you know. So, you know, what I'm doing now, like, understanding movement and how to move at certain positions and stuff, like, it's helped me. I mean, I think even my guys that I train, it helped them, you know, even prevent injuries, you know, not stepping too wide. Because a lot of times when people see these guys get hurt, especially with, like, ACL injuries, if you notice, a lot of them are non-contact injuries. You know, they're using cut wrong or land wrong. So, I mean, uh, being hurt, believe it or not, helped me a lot to what I'm doing now. It, it was unfortunate I wasn't able to play a lot of football, but I just studied the game so much. And being just a big student of the game. And, I mean, I can watch a game. I can watch the way a person plays anything I play in, I mean, football-wise. And I can tell you, okay, the receiver beat this guy because this dude took this step. The running back got to have the linebacker because the linebacker got too wide, I was saying, you know. Yeah, and there's so much stuff I, can, I just see, you know. People, Richard Sherman's like, dude, you got a gift to where you can see it and, like, put it together and we can work drill it to where it becomes second nature. I don't know where I get it from, you know. Maybe it's a passion, but uh, I slay A lot of the guys say that a lot. You know, I just see things differently, you know, uh, than, than, than I guess most trainers, football trainers. Um, yeah, I, I guess you know, just I think it's a gift, blessing. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. I think it's funny. You mentioned passion, and I think passion really has a big part of things like that. Like for me, um, when it comes to the game, you know, I, I struggle with like. Uh, scouting running backs, I, 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 I maybe you know I'm, I'm good with quarterbacks and I'm good with cornerbacks, uh, quarterbacks and quarterbacks. I've always just had a passion for the two positions because I think they're just the two most difficult positions to really scout. Um, and 
I don't know what it is yeah. about me and cornerbacks, but when it comes to the cornerback position, I just I've always have had an eye for it. I've always just really looked at it, and for some reason, it's always just resonated with me. And I think you know, to touch on the passion aspect, I think when you have a passion, I think there's just certain things that you pick up because you're 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 not even looking to pick up anything. It's just something you love and enjoy that you just start to pick up things a little bit differently than other people. Yeah, yeah, you know, and um, I'm very uh, I'm very attention to detail. Like I start from the ground up. You know, the game of football plays with your feet, so I start from the bottom. You know. If I, like, for instance, even, uh, you don't know where you're ready to get into Wilani, I can tell you, but these of the backs are, they do everything in reverse. So it's a tough, tough, tough position to, 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 to like I said, to evaluate a lot, you know, for especially guys coming out of college. Because <clears throat> if you notice, man, a lot of the kids that come out of college, man, they're, 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 uh, they're just, I mean, their footwork and leverage gets exposed when they get to the NFL as rookies, you know. Um, you, you, find them, you, you can find them a lot in, like, the trail position a lot, you know. Um, it's just because they're just going off athleticism a lot, man. They fall step a lot, you know. They don't understand the route tree. They got poor, you know, eye discipline. It's just not being – it's just because in college, you just want to get – you know, you got, got post offenses like the SEC. You got big 12 offenses where the route tree is not really – in depth, like the SEC guys, you know. So you know, it, it's that's why a lot of those college corners can get away with poor technique. So when I do see, you know, the NFL draft, you know, or rate these corner guys, these these, these NFL draft guru guys, it's like, ah, oh, man, some of these guys really aren't as a football player, you know. Yeah. Um, like, but it's just, it's just like, God, you gotta, I can just tell by the way they move, you know. So. Uh, it's, it's, it's like this, uh, uh, everything they do is really complex. Uh, some of my favorite positions to train, that and running back, uh, because they got the most complex movement. <laughs> so it's, um, uh, it's, it's, uh, I take a lot of pride in working with those guys. You know, uh, a lot of the guys that I've, I've been working with since high school, like CeeDee Lamb or Courtney Davis, had a lot of success in college. And Taylor Marshall had a lot of success in college. And Shea Will Honolulu had a lot of success in college. You know, so uh, uh, a lot of my guys really stand out because the way I train my, my college athletes, because the way I train my pro guys, I do the same thing with those guys, you know, even when they were in high school. So uh, it, it's, I make sure they set themselves apart from everybody else. You know, the game seems really slower to them as well, you know. So and everything I do is like it's a lot of, you know, functional creativity in my work, but uh, every movement has its purpose and its benefits on the field. Yeah, no, uh, I I agree 100%. So, uh, you know, I'd like to get into some of the guys that you are working with for the upcoming draft, but really let's let's start to talk a little bit about Lonnie Johnson. So last year coming out of college, out of Kentucky, um, Lonnie Johnson was, was – honestly, I got blasted for it, but he was the number one corner on my board. And when I look at corners or when I just – when I look at scouts – when I look at players in general when I'm scouting them for the draft, I – I I kind of follow the the rule of what do they do well, not what what they don't do well. That that's really how I look at 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 at, at prospects because they're so young that they have the ability to be able to add to what they don't do well. But when you look at what they do do well and how that could translate to the game, I think that's really one of the bigger pieces that you should look at when you're when you're drafting a player. And Lonnie Johnson to me, six two, ran a four five, long arms, big hands. Um, just he he came in. 
to the draft, in my opinion, with all the tools that you need to be a lockdown corner in this league. Now, he definitely had parts of his game that he had to work on, um, and, and we can get into some of the like, – I'm, I'm three games into his, into his tape from last season. Um, we can get into some specifics in a little bit, but what was it about you that – that attracted you towards Lonnie Johnson. I mean, what was it that, because I'm sure you, you get people reach out to you all the time. Hey, can we work? Can we work? I'm sure you have to be somewhat selective because you probably get a ton of inquiries. What was it about Lonnie Johnson that made you really want to take him on and, and start to really work with him? Cause he's been working with you a lot this off season. Yeah. Yeah. He's been like nonstop. Um, with my pro guys, you know, they all know what each other, you know? So, Someone refer like Johnson Joseph comes out here. You're not asking Trey Johnson Joseph's son to live Zerzo. <laughs> so Johnson Joseph told Lonnie about me, and ever since then Lonnie's been coming out working with me. Um, Lonnie being six two, <laughs> playing at two ten, probably gonna be at two o five. I told him he play at two o five. The length that he has, the aggressive, he, he's an aggressive corner. Yep. But with Lonnie being that big, what he liked was feet. Good feet, good hips, and proper technique. And I don't know if you've seen the progressions, but Lonnie is moving like crazy right now. Yeah, I have. I, I, mean, I, I, I have. The Texans are right now, OBs, he is killing it. Like, if you watch the progression, Johnson Joseph's like, hey, Rashad, yeah, you got Lonnie. I, go, I told Lonnie, I go, Lonnie, you be consistently persistent, man. Be consistent and persistent with this work with me, and I'll get you ready to get. And, yeah, now, if you watch him now, Get his feet right, his hips right, body control right, levers right, I fix his stance, and stuff like that. Anything that Lonnie sees now during the season should come second nature. You know, so uh, we've been working on a lot of, uh, like, man plus cover stuff, you know. Uh, Which is where he thrives. Also some soft press stuff. Yeah, he, oh, he thrives at man press. You know, but he's going to be even better this year because he, had, he kept a wide base. He was dropping too low. Uh, you know, uh, I got him standing a little bit taller now. I got his base narrower, you know. Uh, so he has a slight bend in his knees, but he's he leaning forward. Hands are open, ready to strike, uh, not closed. Uh, his feet never stop. I mean, yeah, even he said, Lonnie told me yesterday, he goes, Rashad, because I guess what the coaches have seen his videos going out. He's like, man, they, they commented. They're like, they, they told me that I need to keep working. They see me working. They see me get better. So, man, it, it, it's great, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's a process, but I can get him to where he needs to get. You know, if you know, notice now, man. Like, you get the back now. Like, it, it's no longer a position that guys just get backpedal, turn, or run position. You know, uh, you get the back. They gotta, they gotta be technicians. So that's what I'm doing exactly with Lonnie. You know, and I told him he would press cover. Lonnie, everything starts with your feet. All right, everything starts with your feet. So he's, <laughs> I'm very proud of him. Yeah, we've been, we've been, we've been getting after this, man, and it's. It's been going so well. Yeah, I think with Lonnie, you know, coming into the league, he he definitely thrived in man press. Uh, but you could see that his transitions, uh, when when the wide receiver would either take him inside or out, is where he started to struggle a little bit. Um, I, I watched uh, all his snaps on the Charger game, and he lined up a lot with Mike Williams. And there was one route where he uh, where Mike Williams basically did a dig and then out. Uh, and man, and Lonnie was playing uh, off, and he struggled to transition into being able to recover to Mike Williams. To me, those are the areas that Lonnie really, and I, I I believe that Lonnie knew. Lonnie knows exactly what it is he needs to work on. Mike Williams also isn't a slouch. I don't think people realize how good Mike Williams actually is. I think 
because Keenan Allen's on that team, people don't realize how good of a wide receiver Mike Williams actually is. I him all Mike and Keenan. Right. Keenan, Keenan, in my opinion, the number one receiver, top three receiver in the NFL. I agree. His releases at the last scrimmage and his releases at the top of the route, I think he, as a matter of fact, I think Keenan went for 193 that game. Yes, he did. He is hell to cover. Yes, he is. He's hell. You know, I would like to him. And I'm working on the top of the route break. You know, uh, and what helps me out is the fact that I trained so many pro receivers. Emmanuel, Odell, you know, I worked on the Johnson for a long time, Dante Pettis. So I have so many pro receivers that I trained. So I told Lonnie, go, Lonnie, the reason why I got so many pro DBs and pro receivers is because that's, that, that's the reason why. It's like everything that you do, Lonnie, everything that I do with you, Lonnie, is what I do with these guys, but you do it in reverse. You know, so – whether we work on press, we work on breaks, and stuff like that. So I'm giving them, I'm giving them, I'm, I'm giving them an idea of what they're going to do. And also, I'm working the footwork, to have to stop that, how to be in position. You know, everything's going to be in position. And if you got good feet, good hips, and good eyes, Lonnie, even when you're not in position, you'll be in position. You know, so even, even when he's out of position, he can be in position. So, but you know, stuff like that we're, work, we're, we're working on. You know, he's in the hop a lot off the brakes and stuff. Uh, he would get really wide when he breaks and constantly get stuck. You know, uh, I, I tighten all that stuff up. We're still working. You know, we're still working. Uh, it's going to be scary by the time the season starts. I mean, I haven't even put a ball in his hands yet. I've thrown no football to him yet. We're just straight working on man-press movements, off-man movements, soft-press movements, flipping to the hips, quick feet. Uh, we're, we're strictly working on that type of stuff. Uh, and, top, and working on different breaks on top of the route, and it's gonna be scary by the time the season starts. Interesting. No, that's 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 amazing. That's amazing to hear because uh, when I so specifically just work, talk like talking about you, like what w- when you're playing off as a corner and a wide receiver like Mike Williams or Keenan Allen hits you with a double move, and you're you're already playing off. You know what is the best transition? Let's say they 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 they're they're playing off. Uh, they, they hit him with a double move and break inside after breaking out. What are you looking for that corner to do uh, as far as technique wise? They're they're off. They're staying there, and then you know they try to hit him inside then out. Um, what are you looking for that corner to do to recover to be able to stay with the wide receiver? Well, when I, well, I, anytime a receiver playing at the slot position. That's gonna be hard, all right. Now, Lonnie, you gotta be like, okay, was Mike playing slot that game, right? No, nah, he was playing. Well, sometimes on this play specifically, he was he was lined up on the outside um, and hit him with a double move with Lonnie playing off. He he broke he broke out and then he broke up, uh, and Lonnie just just wasn't able to transition properly to get him, and he ended up. I, I believe on that play, he ended up getting a, a, a pass interference flag because he was just trying to recover. Yeah, I told him take the, uh, get the 15 yards rather to give him the touchdown. You know, Absolutely. I'm big on that. Absolutely. But the thing is, you got to understand, and I, with the problem with young corners as well, it's film study. Guys, you can have all the athletic ability in the world. you got to watch film on who you're playing against. What's his tendency? You know, how does he run his routes? Because working on Odell, these guys, these guys can run post routes five different ways. I've seen them. They can run slant routes five different ways. So, these corners, these young corners are so aggressive, they're going to break on the first thing, you know, and then now we're going to go play catch-up. So <clears throat> film study is one of the biggest things, you know, and, and, and uh, this is going to be this year as well for Lonnie. Uh, but you, there's not really, like, you got to know, okay, I'm on up outside, 
He's pushing me in. You know, I think it's a play that Lonnie just got beat on. You know, yeah. I don't think it'll happen twice. But you can't be the biggest issue they be if they're, if they're over aggressive. Oh, 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 let's jump on it. Oh, there's a move. You know, I'm like, as long as you keep the receiver in front of him, you're good. As long as you're in arm's length, arm's length of the receiver, you know, you can feel, but you can't touch. I mean, you, can, you can't grab him, but you can feel him. You're good. It's just these guys get too, they get so over aggressive, you know, and, um, and, and and I think that ends up being a, being an issue, you know. So uh, I've been I've been I've been fixing uh I've been fixing Lonnie on that, you know, uh, because he he can't anticipate too much too much, these wide receiver breaks all the time. You know, he, he don't anticipate it. Think about okay alignment. All right, think about you know okay with that down and distance. All right, you know if Lonnie starts Lonnie has to start looking at that type of stuff because it's going to tell you what routes he can run. You know, he moves outside, he outside of numbers on him, he can't run the out route. He's not going to want to come back route. You know, so it's stuff like that that we're going to be working with a lot more uh, this offseason going into the season. So he'll already be prepared. That's, you know, that's why Josh's joke is such a great man. He knows everything. Yeah. So uh, it's just like small things, small detail things, you know. Uh, and I'll make sure that like, his footwork, keep his side of the frame, uh, keep his feet moving, all certain things, and uh, never stop, never stop his feet. You know, get in and out of his breaks as quickly as possible. Because receivers are tough. Hey, guys, when you break down, get in and out of that break as quickly as possible. So it's like things like that that, uh, you know, that I, I work on a lot, you know, because uh, if, he, if he tries to jump out of receivers' first move, he'll get in trouble, you know. So they end up getting their hips flipped around. Thing is, I've been working on a lot of feet and hips like crazy. So a lot of them get flipped around, he's going to be back on top, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah. No, that's 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 great to hear. So, when, one of the biggest things that I loved about Lonnie, and I still love about Lonnie, is just how aggressive he actually is. But when you're a corner, you have to be able to kind of temper that aggressiveness and, and also know when to use it. How are you working with him on that specifically, on how to uh, manage his aggressiveness patience. to patience? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh-huh, patience. So, the number one thing with a cornerback you got to have, to me, yeah, you got to have good feet, good eyes, you got to be patient. You know, corners, the play guys. You don't know where rock. You you don't know what these guys are running. You know, the quarterback and receiver are on the same page. Y'all don't know, so we can't be aggressive. We got to be patient. That's why in the NFL you don't see a lot of guys jamming. You see a lot of no mirror contact. So all right, no, uh, all we're doing is no 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 mirror. Uh, no uh, no contact mirror technique, and that's just because the receivers are so fast and so quick in NFL. You know, so all. All, all just doing is keep the line, line, stay patient, line, keep your hips square, keep your shoulders square as long as possible. You know, just just don't jump in first move. You know, you got you got to be patient. You know, and and that right there is the biggest thing. And I got some drills I work with on, on that where you have to be patient because you know, Lonnie, Lonnie will tell you as well. When me and Lonnie first started working, Lonnie was so impatient. You impatient already. We're doing a simple type. We're, we're doing a simple shuffle drill. You already on your heels trying to get out. You can't do that, you know. Like a lot of you're aggressive already. These receivers weren't aggressive corners. Come on, you gonna be aggressive? That's good. Cause they know you gonna you gonna lunge at the first thing they try to do, you know. So you, you that's the biggest thing is being 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 patient, inching back with them, knowing when to shoot their hands, all that type of stuff, you know. So he's gonna be he's gonna be a technical genius this year. I tell you, man, he's. Oof. I mean, I, I I just I just see it now with him. You know, just the work he's putting in with me, and, and we're going over everything. 
No, that's for me. That's the most exciting thing to hear because when when you look at a prospect and you think about their potential, when they're able to diagnose their own their own inefficiencies as a player and what they need to work on, and they're able to do that, and then they go ahead and do it. That that's what you look for in a player. You look at you're looking for somebody that knows what they need to develop and how they need to progress, and they go and do it. And that's what it looks like Lonnie's doing, which is awesome. I think also like when you look yeah. at when you look at Bradley Roby and how he played last year, a lot of that. Um, you know, I, I don't think Bradley Roby gets a ton of credit in Houston, in my opinion. I think Bradley Roby's a really good corner. Uh, him and Gary and, and Lonnie. I yeah, think he's actually a better person, too. Yeah, he's, he's actually a better person, too. He, he reached out to me uh, a couple weeks after. Uh, actually, last week, he reached out to me. Oh, wow. Because well, uh, uh, Roby was cool with that Manuel Sanders. Yeah. Yep. So, Manuel, well, he reached out to Manuel in regards. So, I told Lonnie, so, man, Roby will be out here. Roby will be out here training with me. Oh, I think. I think next week. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, and one of the things that, yeah. Roby, that I love about Roby's game and what he did last year is a lot of times it was just he was always in arm's length. He, if he got beat, he was there, but yeah. he was able to stop the play. It wasn't there was no continuation, no no yak yardage. It was just Roby gave up a catch, but he was able to bring him down. And I think you know once Lonnie learns to do that, um, it's just going to be a completely different game. All right. Let's talk a little bit about – so you've been working with a ton of players in this upcoming draft. One of my favorite players in the draft is uh, Lynn Bowden out of Kentucky and James Prosh out of SMU. Uh, obviously, with the departure of DeAndre Hopkins, the Texans are going to be looking for a wide receiver in the draft. But you've been working with C.D. Lamb, Kayla Von Chasian uh, out of LSU, Courtney Davis out of A&M. Uh, you've really been doing a lot of stuff. What What's one guy that you think – has really surprised you when he's come in, and you're like, okay, I really didn't know that this guy was that good until he until you saw him in person. Well, the thing is, I've been training Courtney Davis, Stevie Lamb, Aaron Lawrence since the 10th of high school. Wow. Um, yeah. Like, that's why like, when I talk to or agents, when I talk to some of the pro scouts, they're like, Besides, you can see how developed these boys were going into college, just like running the playbook and getting the speed of the game. You know, so that's a hard question because I've been – I got those boys from scratch. So I've been able to sharpen those guys' skills for so long. Yeah. But the biggest – and you got you to gotta watch film on this one right here. The biggest, biggest, biggest surprise that will – and I think – the Texans are reaching out to him a lot, it's going to be Courtney Davis. Mm. Courtney has 6'2", 200 pounds. Nobody has the release quickness that he has. You know, you can ask CDCD to tell you that. You know, I'm, I'm talking about, the, like, the game that he, in the, that he played in SEC, he went off. Georgia, eight against Bama, Auburn. You know, like, he's, the kid is that, that elite, uh, Quick, very quick. Release separation, uh, release separation, pop of the break. I mean, Muhammad Sanu and Amanda Sanders always talk highly to me about uh, about Courtney. You know, and, I mean, he's by far. I mean, he, he, it's just he's got. And Eric Croker said this. He's like, man, he just I don't, for some reason. Why are people sleeping about Courtney? I go, I don't know. You know, I'm talking about twitch stuff. Very elusive. He's so explosive off the line, man. I mean. God, he, he's real fluid, route runner. He generates separation, natural hands. I mean, it's he, he's quick. He tracks the ball very, very, very well. And he has a second gear. 
you know, I mean, if you put, you know, I think that's going to be the, I think that's who the Texans are going to really uh, probably get, you know. Uh, I'm working with Lynn, but Lynn is such a really raw athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, by him playing quarterback, this past, you know, all last year, that I got it, you know, he's, I, I, we're working on getting fluid with his route running. So that's, that's why he's down here. But the one that, the, 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 the boys that are NFL ready right now are, are Courtney and CD by far. Yeah. You know, they all got different parts of the game. That's why, you know, Courtney and CD work out together. Here, you know, I've been working with those boys for so long. Like, like those, uh, they're, they're NFL ready, man. You know, they, they, the biggest thing, and, and I, you know, you know, I'm training Xavier Howard, man, and Slay, and Joe Hayden, and, you know, Lottie, and Jojo, and Sherman, you know, and Trey Waynes. Like, I know what they got to have to be successful in the NFL as a receiver because I'm going to work with so many of these DBs. And if you don't have the least separation off the line of scrimmage, you're going to be in trouble. And if you don't have, if you can't get separation out of your break, you're going to be in trouble. So, you know, for so many kids that they're high on, they won't be as, you know, like, this, this is some kids that I just, I'm like, you know, I don't, they haven't paid, they just, I don't know, you know, but I just, like, I have to watch, I have to watch it in their game, and like, oh, man, like, it might be easy in college, man, but they ain't, that's not how it's going to be doing in the league, man, you know, you yeah. know, you can't bully people in the NFL, you know, and uh, it's a lot that goes, a lot that goes behind it. Yeah, I think one of those wide receivers for me is T. Higgins. Uh, I know there's a lot of hype around T. Higgins uh, being out of Clemson. Um, but when I watch his film and I watch Courtney Davis and I watch C.D. Lamb and I watch Henry Ruggs, I, I just I can't put T. Higgins in that same class. I can't either. Uh, the only one I can put in there, honestly, is I can put K.J. Hill in there because at Ohio State, I know because I don't want those dudes to get separation. Yep. James Prochet needs to get a lot more love. Can James is good. He is. He works for more boy D-Rock. James is really good. They're sleeping on him as well, but I can't put T. If you notice that those big receivers, you, unless you're like DeAndre, who is a – DeAndre is just a – like mindset-wise, man. These college boys, they don't have that – you know, like I don't I don't see that with T, man. I, I think – like, I, I just, I'm just, I'm with you. I just don't see that with T. Higgins. I don't see that with Denzel Mims. Same. I'm like, you know, because SEC football, man, is, is, is something different. You know, that's the closest thing, in my opinion, to the NFL. Um, they hit harder. They're bigger. They're faster. They're stronger. I mean, the mental toughness, you know, and and, and a Big 12, <laughs> it's just different. It, you know, it's not, they're not, they're really soft, you know, but, I knew CD. I didn't have to worry about that with CD because CD, he's a he, he's an animal like that. His mindset is, you know. But for starts to CD, he's like, I don't see, I don't know why they're so high on some of these guys. You know, I just don't see. I don't know. Just, I don't know. I think a lot <laughs> of like the T Higgins stuff. You know? I think a lot of the T Higgins stuff just comes from the fact that uh, you know Clemson has turned out wide receivers a lot. And I think that people just look at that and assume that this guy is going to be that next Clemson wide receiver. And I, I think a lot of people are going to be shocked at 
um, that this might not be that year for Clemson wide receivers. I, I just when you look at this drafting and you look at the amount of wide receivers that are available, I mean, you can get quality guys in the second and third round most likely that are going to come in and be impact starters immediately. Um, I just I don't see a reason. I, I see that T. Higgins is physical, but you're right. Like the difference between DeAndre and most of the other wide receivers is that DeAndre was a fighter. He he was a dog. He didn't care who he went up against. Um, he didn't care who you were. He ha- he was just going to outwork you. And a lot of times it, it's hard to come into the league and be that way because you're humbled rather quickly. But DeAndre was never he was never humbled. He just went out and out. He just outperformed everybody he could and. I, I just don't see that in, in the T. Higgins, the Denzel Mims. Um, uh, it, it's just I, I agree with you 100. percent I think it's I think it's funny that the Courtney Davises, the Jane Proshes, those those guys aren't getting the love. But also, they're not getting the love from the national guys, but they're getting the love from the teams. And I think that's one part that people tend to just yeah. kind of disregard is these that's visits. Absolutely, they love Courtney. They love man, dude. Did you understand how many teams love Courtney? His game. It's on a real can you watch his tape? He put some work in on top 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 players. They love his game. You know, so, uh he's 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 unreal. Yeah, it was so like like last year with the draft. You know, a lot of people had Andre Dillard as the top tackle in the draft and everybody, you know, clowned on the Texans for taking Titus Howard, but yet one part that people tend to miss when it came to Titus Howard was he had more draft visits than any of the other tackles in the first round. That that means something. Yeah. That means something. Um, and it's it seems like people just disregard that factor. They just they they go based off of what Mel Kiper and Todd McShay say instead of just going and watching the tape themselves. Which is, I, I always tell all my listeners and everybody that you know I, that I, when I write and things like that, like just stop listening to other people's opinions and just go form your own. Especially like right now, like we're in quarantine, like Game Pass is free. You could just go form your own opinion on these players and and start to build your own repertoire when you're watching film and breaking it down. It's an amazing thing to be able to do that people need to start to realize. But then again, you know, I'm also not the average fan, so it's a little different for me. I, I can understand why people don't just spend hours and hours of time on Game Pass. <laughs> uh, all right, a couple more questions before I get you out of here, because we agreed on 15 minutes, and here we are 40 minutes in, so I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, no problem. Um, so one one thing, how so you're from Houston. How how do you separate? Are you a fan of the Texans, or is it like how do you do that in your business? How do you or can you well, do, do you root for a team or something? <laughs> oh, you don't. Okay. I don't. Okay. I don't root. For, I don't. I don't root for teams. Like you root for players. Uh, my my my. I, I root for players. I, I root for players. I never root for teams. People are like you got a favorite team? Uh, no, because I train. A, I got an athlete on every single team. Right. I got a pro guy on every team. You know, so I don't, you know, like, I got, for instance, I train Odell, and I train Joe Hayden. They play each other twice a year. Yep. So I can't, so I'm a Cousins fan, I'm a, you know, and then I train Le'Veon Bell and Odell. So the first game of the season, I went down to New York for uh, Le'Veon's game. So, you know, by me being in New York, the Jets, you know, and I'm on Odell, I'm on uh, Le'Veon's tickets. You know, I got my, my, (laughs) My my jet jersey on, you know, but that's just because it's how you know. But when I was Odell again, I got Odell, you know. So, but I don't root for teams. I root for you know. It all depends what the situation. Like I don't root for the teams. I root for my players, but I support. Like if I'm going to a Jets game and they playing one of my boys, I'm going to. I'll be wearing. I got all my boys jerseys. And I got them signed. So I'll wear whichever guy you know who gave me the, who I got the ticket from for from you know. I you know I'm representing you know him. 
Yeah, it makes sense. I, I think, so it's funny because, like, when we started the conversation, uh, you were talking about, like, positivity and that's your approach, like, towards everything. Um, I'm, I'm the same way in everything I do in life. I, I feel like you kind of have to be if you want to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And I'm the same way when covering the Houston Texans, you know. A lo- uh, there's so much – so many people are disgruntled with the front office and things that have happened and, and things of that nature – and the way I look at it is I can spend a year sounding like everybody else on the radio. I can bash the team, the organization, or I can try to look for a solution and see how we're going to move forward from things. And that's always been my approach, right? I enjoy the game, so that's how I do it. So it's funny that you mentioned that earlier. Um, then one last question. You work with running backs a lot, um, and I know I don't know if you have a relationship with David Johnson. I'm a big fan of what David Johnson has been in the past I don't think that it's done yet. I don't think it's gone. On the film you've seen from David Johnson, whether it be the last two years or also in 2016 when he got when he when he went off, do you think that the Texans could get that player? And and what is it going to take for that to happen? Oh, man. I know it's an interesting question, and if it's man, just running run back, my running back, my running back, my top one of my top positions to when it comes to evaluating as well. I knew Key and Drake was going to be good, just out of, even at Bama, just battle injuries. Yep. If you look at Key and Drake and you look at, you know, I work with Dave Montgomery and Le'Veon, yep. but if you look at those guys, you know, when you watch them play, you look at Dave Montgomery, you know, uh, and, 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 and Key and Drake and, and, and uh, Carlos, even Carlos Hyde, he, he shows it. You don't – it's just like, man, what – I don't see – with David, I don't see, like – you know, I'm not big on I'm not big speed, dude. Man, speed second to agility, man. We play a running back. Yep. You know, just the, 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 the division, You know, I don't I don't see man. I mean, he's a good all round athlete. You know, he got some he generates some of power behind his runs. But but I need like the Texans got to have <laughs> they need somebody like that 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 has a vision that 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 that. Oh man, you know, uh, yeah, that was she's just pretty much what Carlos was last year is what they need. It's a, it, it, yeah, it, it, exactly. I'm like, I, I've been trying to think so hard about David Johnson. I'm like, he's strong, impressive, athletic, you know, ability. You know, heard okay. He generates some yards at the contact. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, that's cool. But I need that dual threat running back. You know, I need that guy that that. That that uh, uh that that Le'Veon, you know, I, I try to put some people with Le'Veon, but Le'Veon should play, he can stay in all four downs, all, all three downs if you need to. You yep. can line up a slot on a receiver, you know. I mean, you, he got this vision. He has the receiving yards, you know. I mean, you you know, we need that type, you know. I I, I and I saw that with Carlos Hyde, who's trying to be that person, you know. Going to get David was it was just interesting, you know. But you know, it was, it was very interesting because I haven't seen too much of him. Lately, you know, you, you know he, I, you know, even when I watch David's, you know, film, I don't see, you know, he doesn't. I don't see that that ability to like feel pressure and find space. You know, I mean, he's not really shifty enough to find openings on the fly to me. You know, he, uh, uh, he's good at. I think he's good at running between the tackles, but you know, I, I don't see he don't. He hasn't really been like good at reading like his blockers in that area. You know, so. And, and uh, this is some things, man. I, I think he needs to get better at. You know, 
but hopefully, you know, um, he's been working so we can see what what happens from there. You know, uh, we're gonna have to have, like we're gonna have to send him your way. Mark Miller, man, just not fast. Uh, yeah, this is crazy because I got every every running back: Jim McKinnon, Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, David Montgomery. Who else I got? Oh man, who else I got? Running back wise, yeah, the no, running back that you've been working those with. Those are the people that really come with. Uh, running back wise, you know, um, I, but I don't have I don't have Carlos. No, they uh. And, uh, David Johnson as well. Um, uh, Aaron reached out, man. But, you know, some of those guys are they've been in the league for a while, man. So a lot of times it's just like, okay, I'm just doing enough to get by and keep that check rolling, yeah. you know. Uh, and I and I I, I see that a lot. Um, but if I don't see any guys like Dave Montgomery. Uh, Le'Veon is definitely one of the hardest workers I've ever worked with. Dude, don't get tired. You know, Jeremy Kennedy's coming back. You know, uh, which I wish the Texans would have took a chance on him and said, let him go to the 49ers, you know, but they didn't want to offer him. They, he had a visit here, but they didn't offer him as much money as the Niners, you know. He had got hurt. What? Uh, just a special player, man. Um, but I think David, you know, I just don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure I've been trying to put together the upside of David, you know, and, you know, yeah, the upside is what I'm trying to, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think his upside for this offense specifically is just what they can do in the backfield when him and Duke are both lined up. Um, I think outside of that, yeah. I, I really don't know as far as like our run scheme and what we do is completely opposite from what David has, uh, has flourished in in the past. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think really the only thing I can come up with is just what they're able to do as receive, having two receiving backs that are, that are true threats when the ball is in their hand. But outside of that, I just don't know as far as a – First and second down runner. I don't know if you're going to get what yeah, you're hoping to get. I don't think you're either. I don't know how it's going to work. You know, it's going to be a it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle amongst us too. Um, you know, uh, I understand DeAndre didn't, didn't want to be even like they're saying that DeAndre didn't want to be there, man. But I'm like, dude, y'all didn't get no draft picks for him. Nope. You know, or maybe they get a running back in the draft. You know, in the draft and. And, I and the running backs that they need to get, I, I wish they would, you know, get in the draft is one of my kids I've been training since high school. He's 16, 230 pounds. He runs a 4 or 5. What do his vertical squat 650? His name is Cheryl Alamalua. He is elusive, agile. He is, he's, he's like, he's like Le'Veon Bell and Derrick Henry. Just, he's fast on both of them and he's more, uh, he's a lot, he's really elusive, quick footed. He, he would be a steal. TC didn't know how to use him. At all, but man, that would, he would be a steal if whatever team gets him, be a steal. Interesting power. This season out of the backfield, yeah. I'm, I mean, you got to look up and say, "Well, on a little off, you can fall on him." And man, he's out of TCU number thirty-three, just on the road, just a freak athleticism. He's a whole lot. Wow. Yeah, I, 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 I like what I've seen so yeah. far out of him, uh, but you're right, like 6'3", six, six, 230, like that's, that's the t- and he, I mean, he's built exactly like Derrick Henry. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. All right. Yeah, just like Derrick Henry, just more, a lot, lot quicker and a lot more elusive. Um, better receiver under the backfield as well. Really? Yeah, he don't have a lot of hits on him. Yeah, he don't have a lot of hits on him at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you gotta check him out, man. TCU, he's in the draft uh, with the NFL Combine. Uh, I've been training him since high school. He's gonna be a uh, one that's. I mean, he's just like he's 
Maybe on 2.0, that's what I call them. Wow, that's high <laughs> praise. Guys, uh, yeah. Jeez, okay. All right, well, I'm going to have to check them out. All right, well, uh, Rashad, I want to thank you so much for, one, giving me freaking 45 minutes. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I really uh, – this conversation has been very organic. I Like, I really appreciate those types of conversations, and thank you for being so humble. I, I appreciate that as well. If you could just – Plug yourself one more time so uh, everybody listening and everybody on the uh, in the article will be able to find you on Twitter and Instagram. All right. Um, my Instagram handle is uh, footwork underscore king. It's uh, footwork underscore king. And my Twitter handle is uh, footwork underscore king one. Footwork underscore king one for my Twitter handle. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, Rashad, and I- I'm assuming that we'll probably be talking again. Oh, yeah, anytime, man. You save my info, I'm going to save yours. And any call, just give me a call anytime about any kind of prospects or anything, man. I'll always be here to, you know, uh, to help you out and talk, you know. Any, any questions about anything, man, just let me know. I'm here to, I'm here to help. Awesome. Loved this episode of Texans Unfiltered? We'd love for you to be a Patreon supporter. Your support allows us to provide you with the best Texans podcast possible. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HoustonFBPod and everywhere podcasts can be found. And join our community on www.TexansUnfiltered.com or on Discord at Texans Unfiltered. Thank you for listening. Until next time. <laughs>